All right, we've got a boat ton of stuff to get into here on the Tony D Podcast. Thanks for listening in. And as always, brought to you by Flooring It's Forever. Give our good friend Harley a call, 317-755-1246. They've got great options on Mohawk carpeting and pad, uh, the best flooring you will find in the state of Indiana, 317-755-1246, flooringisforever.com. Uh, where do we want to start? Uh, we've got some IndyCar news. found out James Hinchcliffe officially uh, is going to go separate ways from the Arrow, Schmidt, McLaren team. And that's not shocking news. He wasn't almost going to be in the car at the last race of the year at Laguna Seca because of the ESPN body issue, and then the whole Chevy thing uh, with McLaren and Zach Brown coming in. You just kind of saw the writing on the wall as far as, okay, will Hinchcliffe be in this car? And he won't be. Uh, it was announced that Oliver Askew and Pato Award will be with McLaren. I think you'll see a third car for Alonzo for sure. Congratulations to Award and Askew, both young, up-and-coming, talented drivers that deserve a chance. James Hinchcliffe, and I think he'll be the first person to tell you that the results aren't up to his standards that he's had. And there could be many different factors for that. Yes, he won in Iowa back in 2018. He's won some races in that five-car. The cars have been competitive. Erickson had a, had a, had a pretty okay year for a rookie. Uh, Robert Wickens, who was a rookie just in title, uh, had great runs back in 2018. With James Hinchcliffe moving forward, Ray Hall's name has been mentioned, Dale Coyne's name has been mentioned, in third car options. I think Ray Hall is more likely than Coyne, just because they've been talking about it. Coyne can do it, but I think Ray Hall would be the best option, but I don't think, regardless of if it is Coyne or if it is Ray Hall, that Hinchcliffe will be in a ride full-time in 2020, and, and that sucks. That sucks for the series. That sucks for James Hinchcliffe. He's the one of the faces of this series, from Dancing with the Stars to his Honda commercials. He is as close of a household name for an active driver, especially a full-time active driver, than you can get. I, I don't think there's any other driver that is a household name, you know, probably outside of Elio Castro Nevis, who's not full-time. Obviously, Tony Kanaan is popular. Joseph Newgarden continues to gather popularity, Alexander Rossi, so to speak, from a national TV audience in the United States and even a worldwide audience. I think James Hinchcliffe, especially in Canada, where they still have that race in Toronto, is the one of you know it's one of if not the top name in IndyCar, and hopefully they can find the funding for him to be full time. It's not looking likely right now, but things can change. Could Andretti? Could Shank possibly run him? Uh, I think Shank likes Jack Harvey. He's going to stay with him in that sponsorship. Do you do maybe three or four races with Andretti if possible? I mean, Andretti's going to be fielding half the damn field by 2025, it seems like. Uh, but obviously, Michael Andretti's a great businessman. If it makes sense, he'll do it. But I think Ray Hall is the most likely, followed by Coin. But none of those do I see being a full-time ride. Um, it sucks. It continues to be a sport where talent takes a backseat to funding. And I'm not saying that award and ask you don't have talent because they definitely do. But this is a sport where you have to have some money to go with your talent. Um, Hinchcliffe has been in IndyCar full-time since 2011. It can be a brutal sport. There may be some Chevy options, but I just it's hard for me to think that Hinchcliffe will ever be in a car with that doesn't have a Honda engine um, in it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, other big news that came out kind of regarding, not really Indianapolis, but national, is the NCAA ruling uh, to start compensating athletes for their likeliness uh, 
which first of all comes to mind would be bring back NCAA football, please. Uh, I need to get back with my buddies to get in the shootouts, playing as Eastern Michigan, taking on you know South Florida and winning seventy to sixty three. So let's make that happen. Uh, there's going to have to be a lot of rules that go into this, you know. As we know on the surface, basketball players from Duke and football players from Ohio State that are superb athletes, you know, are going to be able to make a lot more money than the guy playing the offensive line at Western Kentucky. So they're going to have to come up with some kind of system, some kind of formula on the percentage. I don't know if you do it by wins. I don't know if you do it by plays, maybe. Um, Then if you do it by plays, I think you might be dictating, okay, well, we're up 58 to nothing, but let's get this kid in uh, that's making a lot of money. That's, you know, so there's a lot that's going to have to go win it. I'm glad that they're doing it. Uh, teach these kids financial courses freshman year. And look, I, I, you, you've heard the stories of, oh, well, these athletes don't have any money. They come from from poor communities. But then I question why they're tatted up. And I know from a small standpoint, I know people have graduated uh, girls basketball, girls soccer at Butler with no debt and 20000 in their bank accounts. So um, there's some give and take to this. And you're going to have to... Find some fairness. Obviously, let's just go back to last year. Zion Williamson would have been the guy making a boat ton of money, and would have been making a lot more than. And, and he's going to go pro, knowing that he's going to make money. Probably, you know, a lot more money than the guy that's the third guy off the bench playing for Valparaiso University. You know, so there's going to probably be a taxing that goes into this. Um, but it seems like the NCAA is realizing that some of their rules are stale, and some of the standards that they've set. Uh, need to be updated, and I and I give them kudos for that. All right, there was some Colts news, a little Colts. I think Fox 59 had it as far as, uh, I remember a couple years ago, the Colts went over to London, uh, got torched to the Jaguars, and Tony Rogers Camardi got cut the following Tuesday. He also kneeled during that game. Uh, there was a lot of speculation that he was cut because he, he, he kneeled. Well, I think he, or knelt, I don't, I'm bad at English. But I would say this, he got torched over and over and just did not play well. And also, I was told at the time, around the time, within days of them being on that trip, that he was the night before on a train to go from London to Paris, party it up, and came back the next morning. So that was, I think, the reason why he got cut on top of his poor performance and, and the fact that he just didn't play well. So I saw that today in Cromartie saying that he got cut because he... He, he knelt during the an anthem, and I 100% do not believe that. Uh, but that's old news. I don't know why I got worked up for it, but that's just kind of what I knew. Um, all right, Pacers tonight, they take on the Nets. My goodness, please just get a win because coming home 0-4 with the Cavs team who just ran you off their home court and a Bulls team who is up and down. Um, if you're 0-6, it's time you got to fire Nate McMillan. And, and I know people are going to say, oh, it's not the coach, it's the players. Well, I've not been a Nate fan since pretty much day one. I've expressed that. I've tried to take a very positive approach to the Pacers this year, which I have. I do like this team. I do think they will get it right. I do love Malcolm Brogdon, Warren. Um, you know, Victor's got to come back. Um, but this isn't a Victor problem right now. They've got enough talent on that court to beat teams like Cleveland, like Detroit twice. The, the talent's there. The talent is there. Uh, so having Victor back will just be a bonus, but I think the talent's there to beat some of these bottom of the Eastern Conference teams. 
like the Cavaliers, and like the Detroit Pistons, who are going to flirt with being the eighth seed, who don't even have Blake Griffin in the lineup right now. World Series tonight, staying away. Lost some money on it last night, made it up. I'm fine. Um, first two games, I bet Astros big, they lose. Stayed away. Last night, bet the Astros, they lost. I'm staying away tonight. I liked, I want the Astros to win. I really like that team. It's one of the best baseball teams I've seen. The Nationals, what a great story that is. Um, but we get a Game 7, which is all you can ask for in any major sports uh, championship when it's a best-of-seven series. So looking forward to watching that tonight. Let me know who you pick. Let me know where you think James Hinchcliffe is going to end up. Um, and then, yeah, that's the information that I knew on Antonio Rogers Camardi. So thanks for listening. Uh, a little short one here today. i uh, got some Bud Light events coming up. We'll be at the tailgate for the 2.30 kickoff. Of the Notre Dame games with the tailgate down on the south side. Come play some bingo, win some cool Bud Light prizes. And then Sunday, we're back up uh, at Gigi's off of Benford. We got Colts Dolphins tickets to give away. So come out, check out the Colts, play some trivia with us, and let's have a blast. Have a great weekend. Stay warm. Good God, is it cold out there.